Cheesehead. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM of the fan. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Chad Ryder filling in for Ryan Horvath today of NFL.com. Uh, he covers the uh, NFL draft, senior uh, analyst over there. Uh, and it's uh, time now to make our predictions for this game coming up on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Chad, I think I'll, I feel comfortable in letting you go first uh, in this one. Because, uh, again, it's in Minneapolis. Um that's a great field. I think it's one of the best fields in the National Football League. They did a great job with it, regardless if you like the Vikings or not. Uh, you have to figure there will be a bunch of Packer fans. They're kind of balancing this out as far as uh, Packers to Viking fan ratio. So it might be closer to a split, uh, which would be good for Packer fans. And the Packers, if that were to be the case. Uh, and really, I don't know if it's a foul. It might be. And that probably is the most pressurized game that Jordan Love has been into this point as far as uh, a little yeah. bit more of the weight of the world on him coming into this game, knowing how crappy his defense and special teams are at this point. I uh, know they have to win. So that's going to be another angle to this uh, as far as how does Jordan Love handle this pressure for the first time in his career? Yeah, I think. And the problem is, is that the Vikings run defense is actually pretty good. So you can't rely you know, you'll have to, if you, if you give those, if you give Dillard, if you give Jones or Dillard, whoever's on the field, Wilson on the field, if you give them 20 carries, they might only get 60, 65 yards and, and it's, it's going to be rough. And so it is going to fall on love a little bit more um, and not having hard or not having Musgrave and not having Watson and all these guys that aren't in, it's going to be really difficult on them. Um, he might have to run for 30 or 40 yards in this game. I'll be very interested to see if they finally kind of break out more of those bootlegs, more of the called quarterback runs in this game to really let him get the feel of this game. So um, my prediction, I look, the Vikings are not good. They're, they're not good. The Packers are only slightly better, I think. And I think it's going to come down to a, a field goal battle. And, and I think it's going to be, like a 26 to 23 Packers victory, something like that, where it's just a bunch of field goals. Greg Joseph, the Vikings field goal kicker, has not made a field goal longer than 40 yards since like mid-October. Hey, by and, the way, how about Mason Crosby, people? How about oh Mason Crosby from 52, his first field goal <laughs> for the Giants? Wow, that was yeah, awesome. I was so, so happy for him. It, the MVP of this game is going to be Carlson. I think if, if they oh win this God. game, he's going to be the, the MVP of this game because he's going to make it work and he's going to make enough. He might miss one, but he's going to make enough for them to pull out the victory. He scares me every time he I comes know. out there, even I for know. extra points. I was like, well, we'll see yeah. if he makes it. I, I just I have literally no faith in this dude. I should have more faith than I do because he hasn't missed as many as I probably have made out in my brain this year he's actually well, look when you let Crosby go you you expect that if they're going to let Crosby go this guy's going to make 100% of everything right because you yeah. that's what you think is going to happen but it's not it's that's not the, the fact of the matter I think he gets it indoors I think he makes it work it's just going to be it's going to be fun to see the Vikings if they could lose to Daniel Carlson's brother in the last game of the year I, that's just a great storyline I hope it happens um so that's that's kind of where I, that where I'm at I uh, I think the Vikings are going to score forty, um, and I think the Packers lose this game like forty to thirty three or something yeah. absolutely insane like that. It ends up becoming some type of track meet. Packers, you know, tie the score at thirty three or something like that, and Hall leads them down the field, and uh, they end up getting a touchdown, and Hall ends up with like a thirty yard run somewhere on that drive to set up the touchdown, and 
yeah. uh, heartbreak uh, exists. And then Matt LaFleur goes up and says, Joe Barry, you know, we got to score more points. You know, we got to score more points because yeah. uh-huh. that crap last week, as far as, yeah. oh, well, you know, we just got to do a better job of, you know, not going one, two, three out. We got to score more points for our defense at times like that. It's like, man, your loyalty is unbelievable. I mean, it is, it's, it's crazy. And I, I brought this up on an earlier podcast. You know, Mike McDaniel's in this league because of Matt LaFleur. The dude was out of the league, and Matt LaFleur was the one that stomped to get him onto a coaching staff yeah. and got him hired back into the NFL. One for Matt LaFleur, who knows where Mike McDaniel will be coaching right now? I mean, well, Matt LaFleur's loyalty is, is unquestioned. It is. And that's why you have a strong GM, or that's why you have a team owner. When they didn't fire Barry after the Tampa Bay game, I wanted to say, tell me a team doesn't have an owner without telling me a team doesn't have an owner. Yep. Because if there was an owner, if there was a Jerry Jones or Spanos or somebody in charge of this team, Barry would have been gone immediately after the Tampa Bay game. If not, maybe last year, honestly. Um, but that's not how the organization works. And Lafleur is taking it on, and that's his decision to do so until somebody tells him it's not. So is there a, that's, that's is the problem. Is there a, a guy out there that you would like to see in Green Bay's defensive coordinator next year, providing they actually fire Joe Barry? I mean, because again, Jim Leonard was interviewed the last time. Yeah. He's sitting out there right now. He's not doing anything. Uh, the Badger guy. I'll tell you, I like Minter at Michigan. I, I would yeah. love that. He's a younger guy. Uh, put him on that staff uh, and let him figure it out and, and go from there. I, I think that would be the guy I would kind of like. Uh, I know there's people that like Zimmer, the old Vikings head coach yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I can't see Lafleur going down a. Uh, bitter, no. crotchety old guy route to be defensive coordinator. I, I don't see it. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if Mark Murphy has anything to say about that hire or not. I mean, is he a figurehead president? Is he, or is he going to get involved in this decision in Gutekunst as well? I mean, I, I really think it's going to be interesting, but you're right. I think a younger guy, um, I think Jimmy Leonard is the the one most people would love to see. I think yep. he he's worked with some great people. I think he's he's got so much experience. He's been in the league. He gets it. Um, I, I think that would be the hire that most people would like to see. But I don't study enough defensive coordinators to really you know put out a, a unknown name or anything like that. Let me go. Point. Let me come at you with this. Do you think they're best suited by staying in the three four defense going forward, based think, on personnel and what they have? I think. I think most teams in the league are multiple fronts anyway right now. And so I think you want somebody who wants to take advantage of that, that wants to show as many possible looks as possible in their defense to throw teams off. And that there's a reason why teams are doing that is that you don't want to just be able to see. I don't know if Preston Smith's going to be on this team next year or not. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big issue. Um, but if they go to a more multiple fronts, put his hand on the ground, put yep. Sean Gary's hand on the ground sometimes and let them get after the quarterback more and not worry about being in space as much. Van Ness um, could put his hand on the ground too. Yeah, exactly. Another and, big and guy. Honestly, I think Van Ness should put his hand on the ground when they have a three-man line more often. I think him as a five technique is kind of where I thought he would go anyway. But I think you could, the point is all these guys are athletic enough where you can move them around and do different things with them. And I think that's what their next guy is probably going to do. Cause that's really the way it, the league, is, the league is positionless in a lot of ways now. And, and I think it's going to go more in that direction in the future. 